The Strategic Living Podcast, episode number 294, Progress or Perfection? What is your standard of measurement? Welcome to the Strategic Living Podcast, a program dedicated to helping you achieve personal healing, discover your strategic purpose, and lead with maximum impact. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the strategic influencer in you. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here is your next level mentor and coach and the host of the Strategic Living Podcast, Brian Holmes. Why is it that so many find themselves stuck, disillusioned, unmotivated, and many prematurely giving up on their dreams? What if you could positively engage your creativity, tap into more energy, more motivation, execute with confidence, and really step out in faith towards that next level life you're desiring? Well, today we're talking about staying out of the gap. It's going to be an amazing conversation. Let's get started. Well, if you're anything like me, maybe you are. You may have struggled at some point in your life with feeling as though you could never quite measure up. On some levels, maybe you perform well, you have some success, maybe you have the title or the corner office, but deep inside, you are always trying to meet some outside or maybe some perceived expectation. You have a dream. There's this ideal. There's this thing that you you have some deep desire to really go after in life, but no matter how hard you try, you feel like it is forever out of reach. Maybe you've been pressing toward that thing for a long time. Maybe you've been working at something uh, really hard, that business, ministry, writing that book, growing that relationship, coming into some sort of financial state that you can feel really confident about. And even though there's been progress, it feels like you're still coming up short. Well, what if you have been measuring against the wrong standard? What if the comparisons you're making internally are based on the wrong metrics entirely? What if you could change one small factor, make one little adjustment that would change the way you see yourself, the way you see others, the way you perceive your own value? Well, today, I'm going to share a concept with you And if you can accept it, if you can embrace it, if you can make the adjustment, I believe it will completely shift how you see yourself, how you see others, and maybe most importantly, how you approach the future that God has created for you. It's going to be an incredible, incredible time together. But before we do that, let's do this. Here's this week's tools, tips, and recommended resources guaranteed to amplify your leadership and accelerate your personal growth. Well, I want to share with you a resource that, quite honestly, is a pretty big deal to me. It's called Grasshopper. I think of the the old TV show from back in the 70s and 80s called Kung Fu. 
Ah, oh, grasshopper. Well, I'm talking about a different kind of grasshopper here. This is the entrepreneur's phone system. I've mentioned this before on the program quite a number of, maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm not even sure of the context that that came up, but I wanted to share it with you again. If you're a leader, a pastor, a business owner, uh, maybe you have a, a for-profit or a non-profit organization that you run, uh, maybe you're just the coordinator of your kid's soccer team, but you don't want everybody and their mother-in-law having your personal mobile phone number. The days most, I'm telling you, the days of landlines are pretty much done. And so the only option you seem to have is to give people your cell phone number, but then everybody gets it. It You wind up in people's group text and stuff. And and if you're a business owner or a pastor or a leader in the community, uh, have, just having a mobile number is one thing, but you're not giving off the perception of really being professional, having your own business line, whatever. So I, I'm going to encourage you to check out Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. You actually get your own business line, different number. Your calls are routed to your cell number during business hours that you get to select. Or if you prefer not to take any calls personally on your cell phone, or maybe you have an, an employee you could forward those phone calls to, Maybe you just want them to go to voicemail. You can do that too. You select your business hours. You know when the call coming in is a business call because it's ringing from a number that comes up on your caller ID that, that identifies it as your business line. You can either answer the call or send it directly to voicemail. You have the option of multiple extensions, multiple voicemails within this number. Here's something kind of cool. This is a this is a blast from the past here, but if you if somebody actually needs to fax you something, yes, I said fax. Guess what? They can fax it to the same number. It'll receive it, email it directly to your inbox, text. They can text your business number, and you're going to get notified on your phone. This is a VoIP system, a voice over uh, internet based system. But I'm telling you, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, you get an app on your phone. You can do outbound dialing from your phone. And get this, you're dialing from the app on your personal mobile phone. But if you're dialing from the app, which is your business line, the caller ID on the other end is your business phone number. How professional does that seem to be to individuals receiving calls from you? Uh, listen, this is a fraction of the cost of a traditional business line system. I've been using Grasshopper for over five years, maybe six years now. And I don't know how I could run any of my businesses without it. I have Grasshopper accounts for three different companies. If you need a phone system that is a little more robust than just your mobile phone, or if you don't want everyone to have your mobile number, you've got to check out Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. I'm going to make it easy for you. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash grasshopper. That's going to point you directly to their website but it's going to take you to a place where you can find out more about this. Hey, if you need a phone system, get Grasshopper. Progress or perfection? What is your standard of measurement? I talk about it often on our programs, both our videos, our, our YouTube channels, our podcast, etc. 
our brains are just these incredible computers. I'm telling you, it is insane when you really stop and think about this powerful design that we've been blessed with. And our brains are designed by God, the creator, the designer, to steer us in the direction of our beliefs and or our focus. I could go off on that for a while, but I'm not going to do that. But considering that, the information that we provide the computer will always determine the solution or the outcome that the computer gives back to us. In other words, the programming that's on board determines the outcome, whether that means we get the results we want or not. So let's have that be the basis of this conversation today. Not long ago, I was introduced to a principle or an idea called the gap and the gain. This was taught to me by my personal coach. I'll give a quick shout out here to my dear friend, Chad Johnson, who is associated with Dan Sullivan and strategic coach. The concept of this gap and gain kind of goes like this. Most of us have an ideal state that we're aiming for. We've got some picture, some concept in our minds of where we want to be or what we want to accomplish. That's part number one, the ideal. The second part is what I'm going to call actual number one. Actual number one is your starting point. The third part of the equation is actual number two, which is your present state or reality, which, by the way, that changes just about every day. Uh, that can be measured at any moment of time because it's your present state. It's right now. What's going on in your life right now? So you have the ideal, you have your starting point, you have your present state or reality, the latter two being actuals, what we're going to call actuals. So let's break these down for you just a little bit. The ideal is a mental construct, meaning the ideal only exists in your mind. It's an ideal. It's not a, a fact. It's not a reality. It is not tangible. It is simply an ideal. It is something you have formed in your mind's eye as being the target or the, the ideal situation you'd like to see yourself in. It's a picture or a vision of a potential or a possible future. This ideal, now this is going to shock you, this ideal, my dear friends, is a farce. It's not achievable. Now, don't get me wrong. An ideal, having a picture or a vision of your preferred future is very important in our life. But it's not ultimately achievable. As you think you're about to get your hands on it, it's changed. It's morphed. It's, it's ever elusive. It's kind of like the horizon. I mean, if you go out on a flat plane somewhere, and plane P-L-A-I-N, by the way, and you're, you're just, you start off walking and you say, I'm going to get to the end of the earth and I can see the end of the earth right over there. 
that's the horizon. It's a line that separates the, the, the sky view from the earthen view. It's just a line. And, and here's what we know about the horizon. <laughs> you never get there. It's not a place. Uh, that's what the ideal is like. As you move toward it, it continues to move away from you. The ideal is really our perception of a perfect state. It's perfection. Remember that. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. Let's talk about those actuals. First of all, it's the starting point. Second of all, it's the present state or the present reality. These represent our actual achievements, our accomplishments, or our present state in life. You embark on a journey. You do so from a starting point. If you're going to run a race, there's a starting line. It's a beginning. And then each goal that you achieve along the way, along that path, represents a new current reality. So as you achieve a goal, it sets a new marker on the chart, so to speak. It's a new threshold. It's a new place. So you have, again, the ideal, which is the picture or the vision of of the possible or preferred future, but it's, it's always moving. It's not achievable. It's not attainable. It's perfection. And then you have these actuals, the starting point and the present state. So here's where the breakdown actually happens. I leave my starting point, wherever that is for me, with a specific goal or ideal in mind. So I, I start, I, I, I begin the path towards something that, that is unachievable, but yet it's in my mind's eye. Those goals that I have, those markers along the way, those are inspired by the ideal, and they seem to be the logical steps that will eventually lead me to the ideal. Are you tracking with me so far? So I'm talking about the breakdown now. I, I have an ideal. I've identified some logical steps or some goals that I think may lead me toward that ideal. And then I start. I leave the, the, the starting blocks and I begin to move toward these goals and this ideal. As I accomplish these steps and these particular goals, my current reality obviously changes from day to day. And what's really cool about that is as I accomplish these certain markers or goals along the way, I experience the satisfaction of having made progress for a moment. That pause right there was very intentional. Because there is this temporary, incredible sense of, oh gosh, check that off, check that box, got that done, accomplished that step, got that goal done, got that task done. But the problem is that only satisfies for just a minute. And then we do what most people do. We identify where we are presently having accomplished this goal. And we measure that against the ideal. We begin to compare where we are to the ideal, to perfection. And in doing so, the only realization we can come to is, pardon me, but holy crap, I'm still not measuring up. 
I'm still not worthy. I'm, I've still failed. I'm, I'm still lacking. I'm still falling short. That's the only conclusion we can come to if we measure against the ideal. No matter how much ground we gain, no matter how many things we do accomplish along the way, if we are measuring against the ideal, against perfection, we are always going to be disappointed. My sense of value, my sense of accomplishment goes flying out of the window because I see myself through the eyes of having fallen short of the ideal or perfection once again. Well, what does that do to us? Well, it thrusts us into a really negative attitude. It, it, it causes us to be stuck in a mindset that is rife with challenge and difficulty. It leads us to actual failure. It certainly causes frustration. It piles on so that our self-esteem is, is diminished and we wind up dealing with low self-esteem. Many times I've experienced where it comes with guilt and with shame and with embarrassment, depression, certainly disappointment. My dear friends, when your measuring stick, when your measuring standard is perfection, you're doomed to a life of perpetual disillusionment and disappointment. Why? Because you're comparing yourself to an ideal that is impossible to reach. I want to make this very clear. I am not saying that having a picture or a vision is not important. Please hear me. I'm not saying that having that ideal is not critical to your success. I'm saying as you are on the path towards the ideal, it is a incorrect strategy, a self-defeating strategy to measure against the perfection that is that ideal. Ralph Waldo Emerson put it like this. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. It's just powerful to me. When Chad Johnson shared this concept with me and with a group that I was that I'm a part of a while back, uh, he he gave us a metaphor. He gave us a story. He gave us a a bit of an antidote to 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 consider the ramifications of the gap. He has eleven kids. That's a whole different story. <laughs> it's a beautiful, incredibly awesome family that he he has. Uh, stewarded so well, and just it's an incredible thing to hear uh, his philosophy on family and life and and doing life together and all that sort of thing. But he told a story that on his property that they live on uh, in the Northwest, one day they they decided to take on the project of cleaning out this barn they have, and uh, it's not a, a barn for animals as I understand it; it's more of a barn for activities. And there's an upstairs and a downstairs to it. And so, you know, with 11 kids, you got two full-out teams, right? So they split up into two teams. Dad took the upstairs team to clean up there, and the, 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 one of the older kids took the team downstairs, and they cranked up the music and had all this fun stuff going on. They had a game plan. They knew what needed to be done, and they just got after doing it, with, honestly, with great joy and great passion, and it's just a fun thing. Now, in my family, I'm not so sure everybody would be excited about doing a project like that, 
but in in Chad's family, man, this was a party. They were they were doing something together as a family. And as he told the story, after a while, maybe a couple of hours, uh, they were done upstairs and they came downstairs. And as he walked down the stairs, he saw his kids standing there, the ones that were doing the downstairs work, and their faces were beaming. They were excited. They were satisfied. They were so full of of a sense of accomplishment and community because they had absolutely transformed the downstairs area as they had been tasked to do. And as Chad came down the stairs, uh, there's this incredible, this whole barn that's just been transformed. And his eyes happened to catch one little small area under a staircase where the kids, as they were cleaning up things and gathering all the junk and all the stuff, they had piled everything in one place underneath the staircase. And it wasn't done, as Dan said, or as Chad rather said, to his specifications. And he's like, what are you guys thinking? This is not how we do We don't do just throw things somewhere. We It has to be organized. It has to be gone through. And and he just, he, he as he explained it, he told the stories how he just kind of went off on them. And he was fixated on the this one little area and how they had absolutely missed it. They had just missed the mark. They had not done well and what have you. And he said, there's, there's this thousands of square feet of space that was absolutely pristine, perfect. You could eat off the floor. But the one thing that he measured against was perfection. And he says, I, I trained them. I coached them. I led them in that moment deep into this gap. And he says, he says, guys, as I sat there and got onto my kids about what they had done wrong, I watched the countenance in their face completely change. I watched their, their smiles and their pride and their sense of accomplishment and contribution completely fade. And it turned into this sad, depressed, oppressed sense of failure. We let dad down. As he shared this story, I'm not kidding you when I tell you I'm in the room with some really accomplished business people, about 40 people, and we're all hearing this story, and I was oblivious to anybody else around me. I was fixated on this story because it resonated so deeply with me, and I, no kidding, I had tears running down my face at a business coaching session. Because in that moment, I recognized, boy, oh boy, that I was guilty of doing this with so many people in my life. I've done this with my wife of 28 years. I've done this with my kids who are now grown adults, but as they were growing up, they were so awesome and never gave us a minute's trouble and just all that. But I, there was always an emphasis on the gap, on pointing out, what was not perfect. As I've functioned in leadership roles throughout my adult life, I recognize that I have done this in my leadership with my companies, with the ministries that I've led, with with teams of people that I've been in charge of. I have absolutely focused on measuring against perfection versus measuring against progress. I've also real I also realized in that moment that I have done this to myself my entire life. 
I've not taken ownership of the wins. I've not taken ownership of the accomplishments. I have simply measured constantly and consistently against an ideal that's so elusive. And in doing so, I have taken away my own power to become the person God has created me to be. This whole scenario I'm describing to you is what Dan Sullivan calls the gap. So let's define that. The gap is the permanent difference between the actuals and the ideal. There's always going to be space there. And when you measure against perfection, you're going to always find yourself in the gap. When you're always comparing where you are to the ideal or to perfection, you're going to be stuck in that place called the gap. When you measure against the ideal, you sentence yourself to that state of frustration and pain and all of the things we talked about earlier. Well, there is a better way, and that's what I want to get to. What if you measured yourself against progress? What if you compared where you are with where you've been? What if instead of comparing where you are with where you ultimately want to be, you compare where you are against where you've come from? What if your new measuring metric was progress-oriented, not perfection-focused? What would that do? Well, I promise you this. It would thrust you into a positive, glorious, grace-filled mental and spiritual state. You, You would be in a completely different state of mind Because you would be thinking in terms of success, satisfaction, confidence, high self-esteem, optimism. You would be enjoying what you were doing, enjoying the work. Work would not be work. Work would be a joy. It would be fulfilling. You'd be motivated. You'd have energy. You'd be full of joy and abundance. That's what happens when you measure against progress as opposed to to perfection. How do we do this? Brian, how do I make that shift? Well, you have to be very intentional about having a positive focus. Every day, you have to journal and write out and talk about and think about the wins that you had yesterday, the progress that you've made, the achievements that you can tag up as this is my experience, the accomplishments the ground you've made up. You've got to be thinking about the positives all the time. You also must choose, in turn, to not focus on what you did not get done or what you haven't yet accomplished. The way I do this is every day, at the end of my day or early the next morning, I write out in my journal, I write out what are the three things that I accomplished yesterday that I'm most proud of? What are the big wins I can I can tag up yesterday? What's the positive focus that I can really bring to bear right now as I consider 
that I made progress. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm not measuring against that perfection state. I'm, I'm acknowledging my progress by writing out and journaling the things that I did do well. I also take that same time and I think about, okay, today or the next day, what do I want my three wins to be for tomorrow? What, what do I want? What do I, what are the top three things that I know if I get these done, I can say, man, progress has been made. It's just a totally different approach. I want to reiterate to you, the ideal is important, but you must remember it is only a mental construct. It's not tangible. I also want you to think about this. Goals are absolutely necessary as they provide the path or the the markers along the way towards that new reality that you want to create and achieve. This gap we talk about can and should be avoided, and you do that by focusing on goals but measuring against progress. I want you to get that. You're going to measure against progress. You're measuring backwards, not forwards. Think about that. You're measuring backwards, not forwards. You're moving forward, but you're measuring backwards. You can avoid the gap. You can completely and fundamentally shift your mental state, your heart state, your your spiritual and uh, emotional capacity if you'll stop focusing on perfection and start focusing on comparing against the progress you've made. This one little adjustment in the way you measure your life, your leadership, your marriage, your relationships with your kids, this one little adjustment, and by the way, it affects every single area and relationship in your life, this one adjustment will make a quantum difference in your effectiveness, your happiness, your level of fulfillment, and ultimately, your success. I want to encourage you, don't listen to this program one time. Listen to this podcast a few times. Go to the show notes, brianholmes.com forward slash 294. Kind of absorb this a little bit and determine right now, I'm going to retrain my brain. I'm going to get out of the gap and I'm going to begin to move toward the things God is calling me into, but I'm going to do it while I am measuring against progress and not against perfection. If you're ready to take your life and leadership to another level and are committed to doing whatever necessary to become the influencer God has created you to be, then you are ready for this week's Influencers Challenge. So what is the ideal you've been fixated on? Uh, we all have them, right? What is the ideal? What is What was or is your starting point? Look back. Where did you start from? What did life look like then? Have you made progress? And if you have, have you documented that progress? Have you owned that progress? 
So I want to encourage you today to start a 30-day positive focus campaign where every day, as we discussed a while ago, you're going to record your wins. You're going to journal about your progress. You're going to own and be satisfied and celebrate the things that you're you're doing day by day that are moving you closer and closer toward the things that God has for you in your life, in your preferred and potential future. Now, here's my influencer's challenge for you as it relates to this whole idea. It comes from the greatest book of wisdom ever written, the Bible. If you need to know the reference, it's Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, and I'm reading it from the Message Bible. It says, hey, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true and noble and reputable and authentic and compelling and gracious. The best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. My paraphrase, think about, fill your mind with, meditate on the good, the positive, the progress. Think about those things. They will propel you into a beautiful, glorious and incredibly effective future. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Strategic Living Podcast. We trust this program has been a valuable resource and has challenged you to take your life and leadership to the next level. We invite you to join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com. As always, if this podcast and our other resources have benefited you, be sure to share them and pass it on. Until next time, may God bless you immensely. And remember, you are created for greatness.